Greetings and welcome to the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. If you're new to the show, this is a long-form podcast where I sit down with guests and we just have a conversation. Now, these conversations are not scripted. They are raw and real. There's no editing. So wherever they go, they go. So hopefully you guys will enjoy the conversations as much as I know that I will. This episode is brought to us by Mike the Strongman. Are you tired of getting your training and nutrition advice from someone with only a weekend certification? Then perhaps it's time to turn to someone with over 15 years of research-based experience. Mike the Strongman can help you with all your training and nutrition needs. Mike has a proven track record of getting results with his clients. Visit MikeTheStrongMan.com for more information or email Mike at MikeTheStrongMan at gmail.com if you're ready to take your performance to the next level. This episode is also brought to us by the Healthiest You Chiropractic Center. The Healthiest You Chiropractic Center in Strongsville, Ohio is dedicated to giving their patient community the highest level of healthcare. Their doctors have been trained on the newest and most innovative styles of chiropractic and rehabilitative treatments. From back pain to ankle strains, the Healthiest You has remedies for a variety of injuries. Are you looking to perform better in life and activity? Their team takes a wellness-based approach on health rather than only focusing on symptoms such as pain. Call 440-238-3338 or email them at thychiro, that's T-H-Y-C-H-I-R-O, at gmail.com for questions about becoming a patient. Now is a better time than ever to become the healthiest you. And last but not least, this episode is brought to us by CrossFit Strongville. CrossFit Strongsville is a place where everyday people become heroes every day. Through qualified coaching, challenging yet modifiable exercise programming, and a supportive community unlike any other, members find a way to break through personal barriers physically, mentally, and emotionally. No matter what level you're at, from the very beginner to the elite, you'll find you receive great service from the moment you walk through the door, and we promise it will be one of the best hours of your day. Check out CrossFitStrongsville.com for more information and to sign up for a free one-on-one consultation with the owner, a 12-year veteran of the fitness and therapy fields. Okay, folks, our guest today is Jake Bible. I met Jake through his fiancée, Angela, and we all used to hang out and have great conversations over a few beers. Jake has a wonderful outlook on life, and unfortunately, he was involved in an extremely bad car accident in his early 20s, about 10 years ago, and the accident left him in a coma for a few months. And after something like that, it really changes your perspective on life. And now he's doing his best to make the most out of everything he can get out of life. Jake is a CNC hydromat machinist, and he is what I would call blue-collar proud. Unfortunately, in today's society, it seems like too many people look down on people without a college degree or a white-collar job. But there's nothing wrong with these guys working blue-collar jobs to support their families. Or gals, doesn't matter. We need those people doing what they do, and they should be proud to do it. Jake is very active politically and writes his opinions to the letters to the editor in the Medina Trading Post newspaper. They can be found in the opinion section on their website. We always have fun conversations, and this one was no different. So sit back, strap in, and enjoy our conversation. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Uncensored Humanity Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Hess, and I'm here today with Jake Bible. Jake, how are we doing? Good, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. 
Jake and I know each other from uh, your what, fiance now, right? Yeah, yeah. And we uh, we worked out together, and Jake and I got to know each other, uh, going to hang out probably at the bar afterwards, and solving the world's problems. Solving the world's problems. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, Jake is a little bit interested in politics, and we used to have some interesting conversations at the bar, and we've just kind of been talking ever since. Yeah. So uh, today we're gonna gonna get to know Jake a little bit and kind of get into your background. Bring it on. And <laughs> and uh, tell us what you do for work, Jake. I'm a CNC machinist. I work on a hydromat, which is 16 stations just for rotary table. Got all these stations that cut different parts. We make a uh, a nut that goes into a spindle assembly for car brakes. Okay. So, so uh, how did you get into doing that? Actually, I worked at a brake place in Lodi and. One of the managers from my buddy in the uh, machine shop brought down this paper to him. Said, oh, yeah, you've been here for 10 years. You know, you should go take this school. He said, I don't want to do that. That's not for me. I don't do school. Gave me the paper. Oh, okay. Hacker and CNC training. You so can... it's just, it just a class? It's just a, yeah, just a kind of for a trade school. Okay. Know, well, how long was the class? Four months. Okay. So not too long. He did not want it. He passed it to me. And again, I feel things happen for a reason sometimes. And, you know, he just gave me the paperwork. I jumped into it. I took it and... Boom. So you were at a, at a brake place before that. You were like I was working at a dead-end job, just like making brake pads. Oh, making brake pads. Yeah, I was on molder. So okay. I was so molding the actual brake pads for tractors, cars, combines, you know, different companies, depending on which one it was. Okay. But it's kind of dead-end. And then out of the blue, the boss man comes over and says, hey. For him Captain, to go to Captain school. Captain Jackass in yeah. front of you doesn't want to take this class. Yeah. So do you want to take it? Yeah. like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Hell yeah. I've heard a lot about it. You know, it's it's machinist, CNC stuff. And, you know, it's growing. Anything with computers mixed with machines, that's that's like Terminator. You know, our world's just growing. <laughs> that, Wonderful Skynet. You know. Yeah, let's, right. Let's not go there no, already because <laughs> I'm, I'm super afraid of Skynet taking Too early, right? <laughs> well, that's what I mean. That's what I work in, though, is computers and machines. And that's programming and machinists mixed together and all that. So I went and got that class done. And holy crap, it opened the world. My mind is... Now, how how tough was the class? Because I assume something like that is is mostly all programming. And you're going to sit down and have to learn how the machine <sighs> operates and understand... Well, kind of what you're doing before you're doing and then program the computer to do what you want it to do. And I'm a millennial, so I've grown (laughs) up with the – I was the guy that fixed the VCR and the TV all the time. My grandparents, my aunt's uncle's mom, whoever, like I was the guy working on stuff. I played video games. You know, I was the AV dude and all that. So that was So you were kind of already into technology. played on computers. We've had a laptop or a desktop since, you know, I was a kid whatever. So we've been through that. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty good at computers. Why not? And I've worked on machines since I was 17 or 18 whenever I started working in manufacturing. Cool. I think that's a good mix. You know, why not go learn more about it? Okay. So, so, so you got out of there, and then that got you the job that you're at now? The, or did you go somewhere else first? It does, I went right to SFS. Where oh, I'm really? Right now. Yeah. The, okay. A guy actually, again, things happened for a reason, came in as a substitute teacher because he's one of the guys that works out of Start State, uh, the college there where they send a lot of people from my company. Okay. He said, oh, yeah, they send apprentices all the time down here. And he was just substituting for us in that CNC training class that day. He said, why don't you go put an application on there and try that? I said, I've gone by that place a million times right on 18 because it's been Medina. been Medina my whole life. I've never stopped in there. Yeah, yeah, they're applying all kinds of people now. They just put a new branch on their company and really, yeah, go put it. All right, cool. I put an app in and they called me right away. Well, interesting. Yeah. So you were still in class. So, yeah. So so they hired you while you were still going to school? Basically, yeah. Okay, was, so you, were, you had on-the-job training I was while going you were doing the schooling. Th- I was going through the interview hiring process with them where theirs is really 
it's a three step or longer. It's not just like a hey, we looked at your application, cool, come on in. Okay, it's, so they want it's like the old school. They, they want to bring you in. They want to get you in front of the operators. They want to have meetings about you. They want to walk you around with the manager, yeah. show you everything, ask you if this is cool. You got to work with some oils. You know, we provide your uniforms. Then they do the interview where I actually sit down with the GM, the guy that hired me, and he actually it was half hour, an hour long, just the interview process and talking. Okay. He wanted to know about my background. So a very old school kind of yeah. approach here. And then they brought in him and the HR lady on the third one. And they kind of talked over wages, talked over what I'd be doing, said, hey, we'd like to send you to Switzerland, too. Uh, does that sound interesting to you? I said, yeah, who wouldn't want to go to Switzerland? Like, yeah, so I didn't know it was going to be as fast as they did. But... <laughs> so I started there. I worked three months in the kind of the redheaded stepchild department, if you will, where they kind of just push all the newbies and stuff. That's and... what they do to see who survives. Right. Three months, and they said, hey, you want to go to Switzerland? Uh Sure, with who? They said, all by yourself. Oh, that's great. I don't know anybody in Switzerland. I've never met anyone from Switzerland in Medina. So, so is, uh, is the company owned from a company in Switzerland? The, the main company is in Herberg in Switzerland. Okay. Is, so I stayed right there in the one town right next door to it. I could walk right to work, get out of work, walk to the grocery store, walk back to my heart apartment there it seems like that's pretty common over in europe that kind of area everybody has a bicycle everybody walks everybody bikes nobody really drives the one thing when they came over here they make fun of us for being lazy americans quote unquote you know they make the jokes the europeans do but it's hard not to say that i mean look at most people they said look at ohio just from where they stayed their their hotel or their apartment in medina and working right up 18 it's not that far you could walk it but it's not like there's village you can go three villages in five minutes over there where you just boom 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 you walk through them okay you know we were on the border of austria germany and switzerland so where our company's at in switzerland you could literally go right around the corner and five minute walk and you're in austria walking yeah i mean it might be 10 might be 10 minutes but but, still yeah so that's that's so weird to me because i I remember listening to a CD a long time ago from a gentleman who came from Germany, yeah. uh, Mr. Holger, and uh, he came into the States to get a mathematics degree. I think he has like three master's degrees. Like, mm-hmm. guy's super smart. Ended yeah. up loving the country. I think he became a dual citizen. Like, he lives here full time. He goes okay. home and visits family and yeah. stuff. But, but he said, you guys don't understand. He's like, where I grew up, you could drive three hours in any direction and right. be in a different country. Mm-hmm. And he's like, whereas here, you drive three hours, you're still in the same state. They were equating Ohio to Switzerland because of how small Switzerland is. Yeah. Ohio is basically the same size. You know, the elevation's close and all that. But I only knew the guys that built my machine, which is a company named Fifner. So they came over here and put our machine together and everything. I was in Switzerland training. And when I got back from Switzerland to Medina, these guys were some of the first Swiss people I knew other than the ones I met over there. Okay, so they sent you over there to kind of learn how to run the machine yeah. that they were building here in the States. They built one first at our company in Switzerland, and then they built the second one at our states in Medina here. Okay. So they were letting me train on it, and then they had these guys putting the thing together kind of when I got back. So I knew a little bit about it, yeah. So, I mean, it was good, though. It was a culture shock. Was everyone over there English-speaking or...? A lot are. I was trying to learn more German just to, you know, you want to know what they're saying. Yes. Things. So Swiss German's a different dialect in itself. You have to learn German first, and then there's kind of that, you're not going to learn just Swiss German. Nobody's <laughs> going to, because they mix, I think they said Italian, English, German, French, and something else. So it's, it's like a hodgepodge of a bunch of different They just take words, words from everybody. Yeah. And they just... Pfft, 
Like, oh, jeez. So yeah, so they said, you're never going to learn Swiss. You have to learn German first, and then we'll work your way into it. I'm like, okay. I know certain Swiss words that other people are like, what the hell is that? It's just, it's Swiss. It's <laughs> so that's how it is. But Okay, so how long were you over there training? Uh, three months. Then how long so, you, had you been at the company before they sent you over? Three months. Okay, so six months. It was fast. And, and you're, you're back into the States now. Yeah, I came after, back after having July. just graduated, essentially, and you're pretty much running that machine, right? Twenty thirteen is when I went to that school. Oh, I think it was yeah. So I I was putting my weeks in at work at my last job, going to that school in Akron. So I was driving from my apartment in Fairlawn down to Lodi to work, then driving back to Green. Give an idea of uh, how long the commute was. Forty five minutes every day. Okay, you know, from Lodi back to the school I was at, and then back home finally 10 o'clock 10 30 at night for four months or whatever it was not bad though yeah i paid it's, just, it's hustling you yeah know? It's, just, it's, it's like it's like i heard before like the universe rewards hustle yeah so it's like you got to go out there and got to hustle no matter what so and then i got the job while i was first working at this job for three months like i said in the the newbie department they had all these other guys over there training in a group like 10 people in switzerland so then when they came back in i think january I was being talked about going over also. Oh, okay, sweet. Okay, so well, who am I going over with? Am I going like a group like that? No, no, you're going by yourself. Oh, geez. I just started this company. I don't know anybody. <laughs> I don't have friends. I don't like, what am I supposed to do? So it was a culture shock, learning everything, making friends. It was mind blown, you know. So <laughs> so, so you came back to the States after your training in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. And so you're, you're still kind of learning how to do your job because you're fresh out of school. Yeah. You've just got some training. New at the company. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not mean, like you've been there for 10 no, years and you're learning some no. new machine, yep. new technology. And like, you just got to put all the old information that you have mm-hmm. into the new stuff. It's, it's not like yeah, that. It's, I worked on new. molding presses. Now I'm working on machinist metal and stuff and all this. You know, it's not, not rubber, not molding, not okay. friction like my last job. It's, yeah, automotive completely just blew my mind and then i knew a lot of times when we were first hanging out you always had a bunch of swiss guys over here so so they were sent over here now were they sent over here to help fix the machines or run the machines some, or what were they doing some come over for training some come over to help some come over for the cleaning for some of our machines that we have here like our big furnaces and whatnot because they are the experts they know they've been doing it for 10 20 30 years some of these guys okay so some are in apprenticeships also so they will come over here as part of their apprenticeship where they would request to come to the states or travel or whatnot but they also know their machines pretty well so they're training people while they're still in training basically or yeah. whatnot so and they essentially don't know anybody here yeah. because they're just here to work yeah so so you would kind of hang out with them after work and stuff i remember going bowling once with some yeah. of the kids that you had that's how over and so like so what were the kind of some of the things that you did to introduce them to life here in the states to kind of help make them feel more at home and give them the experience well they all love beer obviously okay. um is a beer a big beer drinking country switzerland it's german mostly i mean okay. their, their culture i mean Germans they, love, they their, love beer. their beer right <laughs> i mean so and they've got a lot and that's a whole nother topic we can get into about switzerland but <laughs> You don't you don't get you know the normal Bud Light and all that stuff over there. You get the local beer. So when I learned all that stuff, when they come back here, it's well, this isn't Bud Light or Budweiser or something everybody knows around the world. You got to try this, 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 and this. So okay. that was one place we would do to hang out. There's so you take them to small breaker. breweries. Yeah, it's the icebreaker. I don't know these guys. I just met them, you know, and they just got here. Like cool. Everybody makes fun of me at work. You know, some of the guys that are older, they've been there for ten years, and they say that I asked the Swiss 
Swiss D or something like that because we've made so many friends because <laughs> we want them to see the things that Ohio's special for that you know Cedar Point all these things that are special just in our state or our country that they showed us while we were over there. Okay. So we're trying to figure out how we put that together. You know, they're here now like, oh, I just met this guy. I don't know what I'm supposed to take him to do. Let's probably start with drinking. That's all right. <laughs> just to get breaker. to know him, so, talk to him, hang yeah. out a little bit. Okay. Now, you drink with people, you get on a personal level for a while. And then if you drink, you it, know, it dep- I think it depends on the person. I mean, some people like to drink and they like, they kind of loosen up a little bit. They kind of like to yeah, hang out a little bit. Up, yeah. And some people just become complete raging assholes. Right. So, you, I mean, That's so maybe you get to the see feelers their, out there. Maybe you get to see the real personality there. But I mean, but some people just. They don't like that kind of social setting. They're not comfortable with it. Now, I have to say, from everything I've heard, a lot of Europeans, that's how they're comfortable. They want to have a couple of drinks, loosen up a little bit. We know it's going to get them right. We're going to chill out. Where some people here in the States, I hate to say it, I I always usually kind of blame religion, but they say, oh, drinking is bad, and I can't do it, and it's horrible. And they're like, no, it's it's really not that bad. We're we're not out to get blind drunk. Like You're looking to get a little buzz, just... Chill out a little bit, relax, yeah. and let's just talk. Let's have a conversation. It's like when you're in the dating scene where you kind of, you know, you're trying new things or whatnot. You ask a lady if she wants to go out and get some coffee, maybe a drink or whatnot. You don't know how she's going to react. You don't know if she likes to drink. You don't know. That. So you got to ask. You know? Yeah. We're meeting these people for our first time. We know that culture of they do like to drink, so we're going to try it. See, but that's also the weird thing about the dating scene nowadays because – People find all their dates online anymore. You have apps now on your phone. Yeah. You're going online to date. Whereas before, you would either date someone you knew from work or someone yeah. you knew from school or your friends. Some friends. kind of connection. You would have some sort of yeah. connection. So you already kind of have an idea of who the yeah. person really is, which I think is odd. Now, there's nothing wrong with online dating because I know a bunch of people have even gotten married from like Match.com. It, I've not really heard of the Tinder like romance things happen. You Moderation up, for everything, but... right? Moderation. It's like college. College isn't for everybody. Trade schools isn't for everybody. No. You know, online dating is not for everybody, but going out and personally meeting somebody is not for everyone either. I mean, no. they all got to find out. Everyone's got to, you know, see what's good for them. Well, that, that's heard, very so. true, but I, I think there's a lot of good face-to-face things you can do that you just can't do online. Right. Because a lot of kids nowadays, they just text back and forth. And that's a horrible way to communicate. It is. And if you were to just go sit down, instead of spending three weeks texting someone back and forth just go sit down over a coffee a smoothie a beer glass of wine whiskey doesn't matter just anything just sit down i'll bet you in 15 minutes you'll learn more than you will in a month of texting back and forth yeah and guess what people have a feel for other people you can instantly know hey i like this guy or i like this girl we're gonna get along this is gonna be good i want to see where this goes and sometimes you're like whoa they are all kinds of crazy i want nothing to do with that that's how i met my fiance now that Angela and I went to a stoplight party, which is weird. Well, what's a stoplight party? Stoplight I've not, I've not party, heard of yeah. that. Green, yellow, red, you know. Red, if you're taken, you're already in a relationship, you stay away from me. I wear that. Just I'm kind of here with my friends. Just leave me alone. Okay. So, so you, you wear colors to let you know, mm-hmm. hey, you, you can approach me. This is cool. I mean, granted, you could talk to anybody. It's yeah. just a regular conversation. Akron but. College you know, areas where we were at. Okay. So, so it was kind of designed for single people essentially, but other people can show up. Party as well. with friends. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so there was a lot of people in this place, which is funny because my buddy and I actually almost rented this place to go to school there, you know, back when this was all happening 10 years ago. So it was weird because they had a, uh, the cast iron tub with the lion's feet or whatever. Okay. And we specifically remember that. So we go to the restroom. Is this the same place that we almost rented? <laughs> yeah, crazy, because that's where I met my fiance. Nine years later, you know, we're going to get married. That's so funny. 
But so yeah, you saw Romero, her in green. So you saw her walking around. She was wearing green. Like <laughs> she came to me, pretty young lady wearing green. She came nice. to me. Oh. wanted to play beer pong. Apparently, I was good looking or something. I don't know. I still never got an answer out of her. But you know, I had green on, so maybe that was all it was and all it took. But she said, "Let's go play beer pong." I love beer pong. Why not? So the girl that likes beer pong, I'm did down. You smoke her? No, we played together. Oh, okay, against teamwork. Yeah, yeah. okay. We kicked some ass. Yeah, that's so. what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> and there's a connection right there. I'm like, all right, let's dance. All right, cool, let's dance. And then my buddies, before we went out, it was funny. They started. I think there were seven of us. Oh, he's a pimp. He's going to get phone number. He's going to go for the girl in the red and get her number and probably take her home. That's just the one guy, Jeff, that we, we knew he was going to do that. You know, Corey, I don't know. Casey, I don't know. Like, all these guys, their name. I have no idea what's going to happen with them. <laughs> I'm the only one that left there with a phone number. <laughs> she put her number in my phone, wanting to look at my mom's dogs on my phone picture. Uh-huh. So, oh, okay. And then I asked her for a number after we were done dancing and all that when we were getting ready to leave. And she said, oh, it's in your phone already. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> this chick wants to play beer pong. She's cool. She's <laughs> All right. She's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> who knew? <laughs> but yeah. So. Well, that, that's just connections of life, though. Yeah. That, that's good, though, because that, that's how I think people really should meet. Right. You know, and, and unfortunately, nobody really does anything social anymore because everyone's just on their computers or on their phones or on their laptops. Or I need whatever. social. I'm a, I'm a social butterfly. I mean, not, <sighs> not everybody's like that. Though, I think so. there are more people that are like that that don't really realize it. I mean, we all need connections in our lives because without them, you know, what's, right. what's really the purpose of life? I mean, look, come on. Like, this is all about the people that we love. Right. You know, that's what it's all about. And we, we should be, well, let's really, let's be realistic. We should pretty much be loving just about everybody. Some people, I, I, some people don't deserve it. We're so. all human. Yeah, I heard so. you talk about that before. You know, yeah. we're all human. We're all American. We should love each other. It should yes. be how it works. You know, even if we're not American, like these European guys from Switzerland, some of them are our best friends. We have five or six coming over for our wedding. Like we need them yeah. because they are close. I mean, that's the one guy I met from work. His wife started working there. She's made better friends with my fiance. To where we all became better friends because of that, because their connection was so fast that, like, we need them to be in part of our wedding, you know? Like, yeah. that's a special set of friends and they need to be here. Yeah. And unfortunately, today we're all so busy with our lives that right. we, don't, we don't make enough time for our friends, unfortunately. And that's one of the reasons why I love doing the podcast because I get to sit down with people that I love and we get to have long, in depth conversations uninterrupted by anything else. Right. And I love it because where else can you do that? Because people are always checking their phones, or we're hanging out with friends, or right. people are watching TV. Or this doing... thing is shut off right now. Mine, like I, I know, <laughs> Angela and I will do that sometimes. You know, where we'll we'll put the phone in the other room, and I know there's restaurants that do that now, where they pay you or they give you so much off your bill if you put your phone in the box before you eat, and they, they want that connection there. I've it's heard just... of uh, performers doing that yeah. now. You'll go in and they'll they'll lock your bag up or lock your phone up in a bag, yeah. so you can't be on it. Yeah, like, I love it. Yeah. There's a lot of times like where I'll go out to play disc golf or I'll go out for a walk or a hike or do something and I just I leave my phone at home. Like I don't need it. Right. I'm gonna be outside. I don't I don't need my phone right now. This, and if somebody glow. calls me, guess what? I can call you back in an hour or two when I'm done. It's not the end of the we world. We will see each other again, you know. It's not <laughs> a it's not a you didn't answer my and I know people like that with the text message too. Even the guys in Europe. The one guy was over here, I think his it was his girlfriend, not his fiance. She did not text him back or Skype with him like they normally do because you got the time difference and you got to make it work. What's the time difference over there? Five or six hours. Depends on daylight savings time and all that. So, but she didn't answer. She didn't Skype him that day. (laughs) He was freaking out. (laughs) She didn't talk to me. She didn't talk to me. Like, you going to talk to her tomorrow? Probably. Calm down. Yeah, it'll be okay. (laughs) Dude, she's not dead. (laughs) How do you know that? It's been half a day. 
dude. And like, <laughs> we don't have our phones or that, that, I don't know. It blew my mind. It just, <laughs> you can't live without it. If she doesn't answer you, it's uh, like somebody doesn't respond to a text and you're like, I even did this when I was dating, you know, back when I was, you know, 17, 18, 19, if the girlfriend at the time didn't answer, I'm like, shit, does she not like me? Is is there something I pissed well, her that's, off? That's, or... that's all. That's people's insecurities. Yeah. And that's normal and natural. Albeit though, it's, it's kind of retarded. Because it is. Like, we're, we're going to be fine. Life is going to be good. Right. Like, they're just busy. It's it's no big deal. I mean, when you're 17, 18, 19, too, you're stupid kids still. So, well, yes. I mean, I, mean, I, you're I, also... I, I can think back how retarded I was <laughs> at that age. Like, I thought I knew everything. Right. I thought all oh, my parents were stupid. All my, all my adult friends were, like, they didn't know what they were talking about. I know better. You, and then you and, lived. And then you Yeah. And then, and like, my mid 20s, I realized, God, I was so stupid. Why didn't I just listen? I, all right. Okay. Now that I'm in my 30s, people do stuff like I did when I was 18, 19, 20. I'm like, God, they're you stupid kids. Angela, look at me and say, You did that. <laughs> sometimes you still do. You're a little immature sometimes, <laughs> but not like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You probably did that when you were 18, 19. I'm like, Damn. Yeah. Now I'm looking at myself and other people. I'm like, I'm an idiot. Well, yeah, but I mean, but, you got to grow up, you got to learn, yeah. and unfortunately, first person is the easiest way to learn something. If you can learn something from somebody else's experience, it's way more valuable, yeah. way more efficient, yeah. but damn it, it's hard to do. Yeah. I learned, I've always been the learn the hard way guy. Most people are. Yeah. It's not, like this kid I'm training with at work, he gets everything I'm showing him. He's new with all this stuff. You know, one of his first jobs, like everything I show him, he's boom, he's got it. One time. I just, I told you that one time. How do you remember that? That was six. Okay. Whatever. Six weeks ago. He's got it. Like, dude, I, you're good. Yeah. I don't have that. Well, hang on to him. Because yeah. He's going to be good at his job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Everything I, he does. I mean, I, I hate to say it. A lot of people who get stuck in blue collar work, they, they're kind of just there for the paycheck. You know, now realistically, that's most people in general, because if you look at statistics, most people hate their jobs. Right. And they they go because it affords them to live the life to which they've become accustomed, and they are all in debt, and they need to pay back the man for all the debt they've gotten themselves into, because this is what we teach our kids. You know, go to school, get good grades, work really hard, and get out of school, and have $100,000 of student loan debt, and get a $30,000 a year job doing nothing that... Not any, anything, for your anything yeah. to do with what you went to school for, mm-hmm. but it's good though because without that, you'll you'll be you'll be dumb and you'll have to work some blue collar job and and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, and like I asked you before we started the show, it's like I, you're what I call blue collar proud. You yeah. are proud to do what you do because yeah. there's nothing wrong with it. And and I hate to say it, but a lot of society looks down on it. You yeah. working in a machine shop and and not having some white collar job sitting in an office taking some bullshit phone calls. A lot of people, people think screaming. of it as factory work. Like, ah, oh, factory. You no, know, manufacturing is different because I'm touching something every day that goes on somebody's car or I have to take pride in something. Not everybody does, obviously. No, no most people don't take pride in anything in It's a break. It's only an emergency break, but it's a break. It's going like that can deal with your liver you die or certain life things or somebody's going to roll their car with their kids in it down a street or if their parking brake doesn't work, you know, like it's legit. Yeah. 
and we touch all these parts every day. Like, but but here's the care. thing is like, we need people to make these things. Yeah. We need people to take pride in what they do and be really good at what they do. And that's a good way to make a living. That's how my dad made a living. Yeah. And he was just hustling his whole life, working on oil fields, working in, you know, industrial cleaning jobs, or being a truck driver, just doing whatever he had to do to provide for his family. And there's nothing wrong with that. And people take that for granted. Though, yes, they do. A lot. And, and, and I'll tell you what, about. he works harder and has more respect of everybody else that he knows more than any other person I know at my office. Right. You know, period. You know, because like now he made sure that I went to school and got a white collar job, and because he wanted me to surpass him, and all right. this. That's what your parents want for you. But it's like but you get out there and you realize it's like it's just a job. People people try to take too much value for their job. Like, oh, this this defines me. This is who I am. No, it's a part of you, right. and you can impart as much of yourself into that as you want to. But it doesn't define you. Because yeah. I know a lot of people, they say, oh, who are you? What do you stand for? Like, oh, well, I'm a this and that, or I'm a lawyer, or I'm a doctor. Or I'm a. It's like, that's great. That's what you do for work. But who are you? Right. What, what's, what's your character like? Do your friends trust you? Like, right. Those are more questions that I have. Those are things that my dad taught me that he learned from just working hard all his life. Right. Well, we, we need the people that are lawyers and doctors and work in the offices yes. as well. Also, Absolutely. We need the garbage but, men. We need all that stuff. But dare I, mean, I say, we only need the people who are going to be excellent at it, right. who want to do it, and not who just do it to get a big paycheck so they, they feel like they're being great for their parents because they want them to do better than we they need did people that want to work period not just the ones that want the paycheck because especially in even not just my job but other jobs where they do require they go on car parts or they build the car or they make the brakes for a car whatever something else that we don't do people need to care about that yeah there's guys like i have to say on my machine that we run into slowers some of them it's like you're not doing your job but when you don't do your job that's going to cause problems yeah not just for work, but for people that buying the product that that goes into later, you got to care and a gives, little. And bit it gives the company it. a bad name. Yeah, but it looks bad not only on us who ran it or everybody else that was there that didn't catch it or whatnot. The company, you know, all that stuff. We've got all these safety protocols in line and quality checks and all that, so that that doesn't go out the door. Cool, we're good at that. We've never had customer complaints. Great, but if you don't give a shit. It's gonna cause a problem yeah. somewhere. And I remember, I remember hearing Dwayne the Rock Johnson. You know, that, that guy hustles, <laughs> hustles yeah. more than anybody I know. It's insane. Yeah. He's just, I don't know how he does it. But look but what he's doing. Good he's, good for him. Yeah. Right? He's, he's earned all that. You and he's such, ge- such a genuine, nice person. Mm-hmm. I started following him on Instagram and it's just, th- this guy just, he, he just lives it. You know, he, he, yeah, he talks about it and a lot of people talk about it, but he yeah. lives it. Yeah. And I remember him saying once that no job is beneath you. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't care if you're scraping burgers on a patty or or burgers on a <laughs> burgers on a grill at yeah, I, I you, yeah. or, or you know you're you're one cleaning the toilets or doing anything like nothing's mm-hmm. below you mm-hmm. like you should go there and you should do your hardest and do your work and, and not worry about it yeah it's, like we've all got a job to do we, yeah like, again we're all human we all have to and not, not to mention like right, you and, said like you got to start at the bottom yeah and you got to work your way up because that's what they did when they started you on your new job they, they just they threw you into the crap when you first got there yeah. and after a couple months they were like hey all right you show some promise why don't you go over to switzerland Try to figure this out because yeah. guess what? That was a test. Yeah, sink or swim time. Here right. we go. And I knew so many people too when I started there. Guys that have been there eight, ten years, they were pissed. Who's this new guy? Why is he going to Switzerland? Because people feel that there's a lot in that company that have been over there. Some have been fired, but they feel like that they're the untouchables if they go to Switzerland because if they think you're special enough to send you, then they think, oh, I'm, I'm, my shit don't stink. I'm. Some of you have lost your job because you're just a horrible, stupid person. <laughs> Some are still jealous or mad that 
which is why they make the jokes that, oh, you're a Swiss lover, you're a blah, 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 blah. Like, no, actually, they just like me better because I'm a nicer person than you, dick. You know, like, don't be mad that I'm a good guy and you're an a-hole. No one wants to really hang out with you. It's, well, yeah, but it has to be your fault. Right. Otherwise, they have to look at themselves and be like, okay, why wasn't I selected? What did I do wrong? What do I need to change? Right. And since they can't do that, they just blame you. I, I bust my butt. And I've been there for four years, but I've been through all this stuff within the first couple of years. You've been there for 10 and look what you've got to show for it. I don't care who you are. If you're a crappy person, you're not going to go where like, <laughs> you're going to be stuck. You're going to keep blaming everyone else and pointing the fingers. And guess what? I'm moving on up or we'll eventually get something else or, you know, get another job one day or whatever it is. But it's all going to reflect on myself. And you need to look at yourself that way, too. But they don't. Well, I mean, yeah, like, like I said, they, they can't because they have to take right. responsibility for themselves right. and nobody wants to do that anymore, which is why the few that do get ahead and they get ahead quickly. And, and my aunt and I had talked about it once, you know, my uncle's a Marine. She married him and they've been through all this stuff. She worked in the government like high up and, you know, she talked about it. She said, I didn't get where I got by making friends, all this, that, and the other. She said, you can't look at it like that. You got to, all these people that are giving those crappy looks like that, you just need to basically tell them piss off and do your own thing. <laughs> just do you. Yeah. I get that completely. That's just the kind of person I am. But like, this is, you can't, you can't watch them sit there and self-pitying. Oh, 10 years. <laughs> well, the, but they're also going on the whole hierarchy bullshit thing. We're saying, Hey, I've been here longer. I've got some clarity or you know, I've got some position here. Not that nobody else can take. It's like, no, yeah. that's bullshit. Right. Like, we just had like a schism in the gym. Where like a couple of guys who were we, – we, we moved to a new place with my coach because he needed to make some more money. So he moved in with somebody else. He didn't have to pay rent. He didn't have to you know do do everything himself. He can kind of just pay for his, his spot and mm-hmm. kind of hopefully make some more money. And and these guys felt like, oh, because since we moved, like we're, we're the OGs. We're the, we're the guys from the old gym and, yeah, and, and we're, we're better than everybody else and we don't need to, to listen or do this or do that. And it was like, no, 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 stop. Right. Like we're all the same. We're mm. all on the team together. We're all here for coach. Yeah. Like, that's it. And and they just decided to go do their own thing and run off. And I, I don't know exactly what they're doing. I mean, I miss them. Right. You know, I, I wish they come back. I wish they like get through their heads. But it's like these new guys that are coming in, they're outlifting you. Like you're not better than them because like you were here before. Like that right. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, it's they're lifting more weight. Guess what? They're they're gonna get a little bit, you know, better treatment from coach because they're he's like. The star athlete, like get over yourself. All right. Well, again, we're all human. You know, that that human aspect of some of us are like that, and that's how the mindset works. Well, it's 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 just ego. It's it's getting in the way, and it's like you need to be able to separate yourself from that and realize, Mm -hmm. hey, I'm no better than anybody else. We're all the same. Yeah. You know, we're we're no different. Most most people don't look at it or anything in life where they're like, I'm on the same field with this person. I got to feel them out. I got to meet their personality, or you know, see who they are, see into them, if you will, or whatnot. So they're just like. Well, I'm, they're wearing those clothes. I'm whatever. They've got that, you know, some people look at the beards too and they go, oh, geez, look at that guy. He's scruffy. Like, do you probably, you don't know anything about him. Just because he got a scruffy beard. Like my one buddy looks like he's homeless. <laughs> he just, his hair's not cut and all that and his beard's out. But dude, he's one of the most successful people. He just, yeah. I hate to say it, but a that, lot of like, times successful people don't act like they're successful. Right. And a lot of unsuccessful people act like they are successful. Right. It's, again, human stuff that 
I've seen that. Yeah, I get what you're talking about. I mean, how, how many how many times that, like I've heard this on financial talks like so many times where most people live in the middle class and try to make it look like they're spending in the upper class and which is why they live in debt. And whereas the upper class right. tends to kind of live more like the middle class and put away money and save and that's buy, why and buy properties. And guess what? That's yeah. why when times get tough, yeah. they get richer because they put their money into things that aren't just going to be pissed away. You're pissed at them for being smart or some, not you, but some people are. Yeah. Oh, that, the, the 1% or whatever. That, oh, they got all this money because like, they're not stupid about it. You've got uh, these fancy cars and fancy giant TVs and all that, but you're broke and yeah. you're always in debt. But how, and, many, but how many people do you know who are broke, who don't have nice cell phones fancy clothes a nice watch a nice car tv like how many people do you know are like that guess what you don't need any of that shit Mm-mm. guess what you need to like support yeah. your family yeah and not buy stupid shit you don't need priorities don't get put where they should be no well, none of us i mean there's certain things that i could do differently priority wise but it's not like the people that are completely screwed and they're like oh god it's someone else's fault damn i just, I just can't you- tell you how many times i've met people who are super broke but they still have a, a nice cell phone and and fancy clothes and a nice car and a big screen TV. And it's like, guess what? You need to be hustling right now. You don't need to spend your money on any of that shit. Right. You got to get out of debt. You got to put money away. You got to get a new job. You got to do something, Jack. Some of the people in my last job that I, I can remember the one guy, so we went to his house. You know, we want to have some beer and bullshit the one time. He's got a 70-something inch giant TV that he got from Rena Center <laughs> on, the, on the whole one side of his wall. Oh, yeah, man. If you, dare I say he was a hillbilly, but. You know, I do his voice for him, but oh yeah, if you go to Renner Center and you get all this stuff and you got this payment, blah blah blah, he starts going off on all this stuff, just rambling. Like, why do you need that? Your car was broke down twice last week. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get that worked on. Like, yeah, but not not to mention his his payment. Your payment is two hundred bucks a month on a damn TV that you don't even own. And he's gonna pay three times the amount the damn TVs were yeah. by the time it's all said and done. But they don't look at it that way. It's, oh, well, it's $200 a month. I can afford $200 a month. He's got his justification every time on why he needs to not worry about the truck that broke down twice last week. And that TV is great. Like, do you have friends over all the time? No. Well, what the hell you use the TV for? How when we watch these shows at night? Well, if you have friends over, shouldn't you not have the TV on and actually run a talk? Right, talk with your friends. You'd think. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just... It's like, no, let, let's all get together and not talk to each other and stare at the fucking TV. The like, purpose for his TV, though, from him explaining it to me, was for him and his fiance or his wife, I think, at the time, to watch their TV shows at night when it was all... Guess what? You're you could go to frickin' Best Buy yeah. and spend $250 on an Insignia 40-inch, right. and it's going to be more than you need. And you're going to own it. Yeah. You know, you is, <laughs> is it the best brand? No. no. Is it the best TV? No. Right. But guess what? You're good. It's like now. It's like I don't have. I don't have TV. I don't have internet. Yeah. Like I sit at home and I watch a bunch of DVDs. I know it's old technology now. I actually still have a VCR player right. because actually that's the only way I can watch Star Wars because I don't watch the new bullshit. I watch like the original ones. The and, good stuff. Yeah, and then you can't even find DVDs of like the first three, like number four, five, and six. Except for all the remastered bullshit that they right. released, what back in 07, 08, whatever it was, they changed it all. Yeah, yeah. so it's, I still watch my OG, you know, VCR ones, right. because, like like VHS tapes, because it's the only ones that are actually original. Like those are the ones that I watch. So we've so, got a giant bookshelf in there that's all DVDs. If I yeah. got in the living room, we'd see that we don't have cable anymore. Yeah, you I mean, don't need it. You don't need it. Yeah, it's like I, I I come home, I've got you know half an hour, forty five minutes, usually kind of wind down before going to bed, and I usually you know. Turn on the TV, grab some dinner, just chill out a little bit, right. just kind of wind down, get ready for bed. 
and say, yeah, I'll pop in an old movie and check it out and watch half an hour of it and turn it off and go to bed. That's, yeah. that's what I do. But it's like, you, don't, that, you don't need Netflix. You don't need right. Hulu or your Apple TV or all this kind of stuff. You don't need all that stuff. Like, is it fun to have every once in a while? Sure. Right. But if not, it's just, it's just going to keep you from doing something else. Eventually, we're going to get rid of the Netflix, too. We have that. And then the YouTube right here on the, the Xbox and all that stuff that, like I said, she never grew up with cable. And I haven't really watched it because... It got to a certain point where I shut it off because the news would piss me off every morning. You know, I mean, you've seen certain things or just news in general. I, I pretty much stopped paying attention because I just don't believe any of right, it anymore. Right. It's not really news one or it's something that's so ridiculous. Like, why are we, who cares? You know, and it, I'm like, why are we paying for this stuff? It, it's ridiculous. So then her and I agreed with just cable stupid. So Netflix we will use because it's got newer shows or new movies or whatever. We've seen those DVDs 50 times each, you know. Yeah, I know like this. Right, right. Been there, done that. We want to watch something new, so when we have that wind down time, or we're sitting down, you know, after work and all that, and we're chilling, or yeah, and every once in a while, yeah, that's okay, right? And Netflix is cheap enough that you can kind of justify that. But it's that. nice out now. Let's go for a walk. Yeah, let's you know we're gonna get dog. But, but too, too many people let's... like this where they spend most of their time. They'll yeah. come in. That's all they're like. Oh, did you watch? I, I binge watched the whole season of this in the <laughs> weekend. Like, how do you have time for that? Like, I'm too busy doing shit. Like, I don't know how you do that. Like, I have time for a couple of episodes. Like, that's it. For the people at work that did you see this on America's Got Talent? Or blah blah like huh like it's a TV show that's on now like I don't have cable yeah they they can't fathom that no no what's so I I know this because I haven't had cable for almost a decade now yeah ever since I moved out of like my parents' house and I, and I'll be honest there's still a couple of shows that I miss I miss uh, Good Eats but I don't think that's even on anymore with Alton Brown all the food stuff oh yeah, yeah. and I miss uh, Iron Chef America apparently that's coming back I'm pretty excited about that because I have no idea how I'm gonna watch you it you can find it somewhere online unless I'm sure. yeah unless I can so, find it online on Food Network yeah there's no way pay for your pay for your internet don't worry about paying for other stuff well I don't even have internet. Yeah, so, I'll see. There you go. <laughs> don't even bother with that because it just doesn't matter. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's like when I tell people that, it's, well, I don't, I don't have to. Like, hey, did you watch the game last night? You know, football or something. I'm like, no. You know, see, I'm like, I, I don't have TV. He's like, oh, it's, it's on Channel Three. It's on like the the what they call the Amish cable. Yeah, it's the, like the three, antenna. five, and eight, and all that like, stuff. Well, yeah. there's like forty some channels. Yeah, now, I guess. yeah. Now they got it bumped up. Everyone said, get an antenna. I'm like, why? Yeah, and I was like, I don't, know, I don't have any TV. I like, still don't sit in front of the TV enough to watch. And this. they look at me like, well, do you have a TV? Like, well, yeah, I have a TV, but it's just hooked up to my old Xbox, like from college, right? Which is my DVD player. And then yeah. that's that. I just I watch DVDs is what I do, and I hate to say it, but it's like I don't like any of the new TV shows that are out now. I've seen a couple of them; they're all garbage. Right? They're, they're ridiculous. It's, yeah. it's, it's all like the feminist propaganda that is Hollywood nowadays. Like, Everything's propaganda, it seems well, like. Well, there's, there's that. The news course. even. That, well, it's ridiculous. That's what I said. I, well, let's, get, let's not even get into I know, that. I know, I know. So we'll, we'll go into, down a road. We'll get into that later. <laughs> right. But it's like, I watch Smallville. Yeah, okay. Like a show that was out, like we were in high school. I didn't find it until after college. Okay. When I was working, a buddy of mine, he was like a big <clears> comic book geek. I love this guy. And he's like, you need to watch this. It's really cool. And I started to watch it like when it was on reruns in the evening. So I was still living at home then, right. just hustling, trying to get my own place. And I remember like watching some stuff. And I went to the like the rental store, Hollywood Video at the time, and picked up a season, and what I thought was a season. I got home and realized it was just like four episodes. Like, well, shit. Well, hell. <laughs> so I, so I, went, I, I watched some of those, and I went back to get like the next disc yeah. to watch the next episodes. They didn't have any. The next thing I had was like the starting of the next season, whatever it was. I don't remember. Not jumping ahead. And I started watching it, oh. and it started to recap all the stuff that had happened the season before. I'm like, I missed all of that. <laughs> right, a little I bit lost. Literally drove to, <laughs> drove to the store, bought the season, came home and started watching it. And I started watching that show. 
and I've probably seen it. I don't know how many times now. Right. And it's I just I love that show because it's it's basically about you know Clark Kent growing up to become who will be Superman. That was the idea of the show. Yeah. And I, and I love that because you've got a strong male character in Jonathan Kent, mm. which is his role model of growing up. You know, and you got you've got his mom Martha Kent. And there's this cohesive family that are always together, and they have their arguments here and there, of course, like any kind of family does. But it, it was it was more of a family that you just you don't hear of or see anymore because you've got the strong male role model who makes the decisions, who's the head of the household, right. but he realizes that he's only whole when he's with his wife. Yeah. So it's like they're a partnership together to raise their child. You know, one's not better than the other; they're just you know together. So you don't hear that anymore. There's teamwork there and everything. I mean, you, you watch just... movies and shows nowadays, and the, the gentleman is always a dork. The the mom runs the show, yep. and the guy's an idiot, and all these kind of things. It's like, what are we teaching to our kids? Or it's promoting them how great the mom is all by herself. Like I don't know if it's a feminist thing or what not, I... but they don't need to force that all the time. It is a good thing to have both your parents. I grew up without that. Okay. So I know exactly what it's like. Well, I was five when they split. I kind of vaguely remember hey, mommy and daddy aren't going to be together anymore. Who do you want to go with? Did that cause any problems for you growing up, being that young? I mean, we didn't really think about it, I guess, in that sense. But the problems now that you think about of maybe you weren't shown this by your dad or like worked on cars or, you know, how to shoot the guns and all that, go hunting and all these things. And that's something I think every guy needs to grow up with. I was raised by my mom. Yeah. She's a tomboy and I love her to death. She's a hard ass. (laughs) <laughs> so it's kind of like having her dad like she was a roofer for a long time like we used to always make jokes that she'd arm us all of our friends to show you know how tough she was and she was like one hung out with one of the guys and that's just that was our mom so all of our friends got along with her but i didn't really work on stuff with my stepdad because it just he was new i didn't i didn't take to him real well like yeah. my brother was younger so it was a lot easier for him to kind of he didn't grow up knowing dad bond. as long. Yeah, so they made a better bond than me and my stepdad did. I was kind of standoffish with him for a long time. You know, I love the guy. He's been there a lot and helped for a lot of things. It's like one of the things stepdads get a bad rap for, but he's helped for a lot of things in our life. But the bond's not there because I was older. Yeah. You know, and it's okay. I'm I'm good. I'm doing fine. You know, no, no family problems and all that stuff. So, I mean. Well, that's good. Yeah, so. Parents didn't like each other, but it doesn't mean we can't still live our lives. Fine. So, I mean, just it's, it's different, you know. She grew up in a family where her parents were together for so long, and then when she was older, like 19, they split. Your so, fiance. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry. And and then, you know, it's just, it's like, so it's, it's different, but it's not always, you know, peaches and cream, if you will, for people that have grown up in a two family household. Well, you, you can't say different. always because most people that I know. Right. Didn't grow up like that. I mean, most of them had parents that split up, and then they got remarried, and then they got split up, and now there was somebody it else. Seems to be a norm. It's, I hate yeah. to say it, but it's very it normal. Because yeah. I mean, any kind of relationship, whether it be marriage, boyfriend, girlfriend, even just regular friends, it takes so much hard work. Mm-hmm. And you've got to forgive each other. You're going to have ups and downs. You have all kinds of problems. Every but time. You've just got to be there for each other and never give up. And yep. and too many people, they just they quit too early. They oh, well, we're just not in love anymore. And I don't get these kind of feelings. And yeah, 
that's normal. Like that, you're gonna fall out of love with people. That it's it's a euphoric stage that lasts what the first two or three years that Doctor Jerry uh, Gary Chapman talks about in his book, the Five Love Languages. You know, it's like that's not gonna last forever. You need right. to be able to have an actual relationship where you're friends and you can be together and you respect each other and you complete each other and yeah. you got to just make that commitment to each other. Nobody does that anymore. Mm. And once you get divorced once, it's so much easier to get divorced again. Now, I can't I can't throw you know stones here because I've been divorced. No, I, I hear you. Because yeah. like I was I was married young. We didn't know what we were doing. People told us not to get married, but we didn't listen. We knew yeah, better. You always know better. Of yeah, course, right. yeah. you know things would end up the same way. They would have ended up no matter what. It's just mm-hmm. it would have been the headache of actually having to get divorced. And it's just it's a horrible thing. Even though it was a good split for us, we were it was very amicable. Right. We were we were just young kids. We just we just grew apart. It's, it's it happens. Right. But well, I have a family member like that where they were together real quick and it was it was fast put together basically. You know, they got pregnant and I have a nephew, which is great, but they didn't like each other and they, they split and it doesn't work. So, I mean, yeah. it's great, but it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. You know, don't force yourself to stay together and then make it worse on the kids when you'd probably be great if you weren't with each other and it was fine for the kids. Like yeah, my, my, I just, I, I think that people should take their time, really court people, really get to know each other and really kind of make that decision. Are we really going to be committed to each other forever? And if so, then okay, let's let's try to make this work right. and get married. Too many people like like me, young dumb kid, having sex before you're really supposed to. A girl girl gets pregnant, like, well, shit. I guess we should do the right thing here. And right. we were too young to make those decisions. We shouldn't have been doing that. But that's living we just, and learning. We, though. we didn't know. Yeah. You know, but too many too many people I see are repeating these same mistakes. Like you need to learn from our mistakes. Like stop doing that shit. Right. Yeah. yeah it's. It- it's it's different for everybody, but it, it's not always bad. I mean, like I said, our parents weren't together our whole lives, but we're both fine, I think. I mean, my mom's proud of both me and my brother. And Do you have a good relationship with both your parents? Yeah. I mean, my dad lives in Vegas, but we talk to him as much as we can, especially with the, the Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Indians connection. I mean, that's one thing that he did instill in me when he was still out here before he moved and all that, that every once in a while when we did get to see him growing up and all that, like, I think it was every couple of weeks or whatever, whatever the court was allowed. Yeah. You know, we had that bond of the sports, sports and movies. And guess what? I know really well, sports and movies. I've got a lot of movies and I love sports. So. Cause that reminds you of your dad or. It's just something we bonded on all the time. He's okay. always played softball. You know, he came to games, football, playing in high school and all that and then you know he's always the guy screaming over there and yelling on the okay so he moved and, away when you were later like, yeah like, yeah i think older in life god i don't remember how old i was it was about 10 years ago though okay before i met angela okay but, but it was so you were, you were out time. of school so he was around yeah. during your childhood yeah and that's the thing once once we got to the point where we were old enough to do what we wanted we didn't have to wait for the courts to say you know we were allowed to see our dad or not because of the whole divorce thing and everything how you know, that works or whatnot we went and hung out with them more. At least I did. Okay, cool. So, I mean, the more bonding and hanging out we could do, the sports, watching the games, going to the games, whatever. It was, it was great. I love it. So, I mean, that's stuff that that's never going to go away. Yeah. And especially being that bond with the Browns. Like, I read a book that um, I got. It's from Terry Pluto that talks about that that father-son or that grandfather-grandson relationship between the sports teams and stuff. It just it, – it's never – it's never going to go away. Well, that's cool. So that's something we can call him. I can pick up my phone right now and call him. doesn't matter if he's working or sleeping because he got off work last night or something. He'll pick his phone up after two hours of sleep. And like, yeah, I'm a little groggy. We'll talk for a couple minutes and then he'll hang up, go back to bed. You know, it's <laughs> so, and my mom's the same way. I can go over there and she's not working. I can see her or whatever. I can ask her for stuff. She still me. live close. Yeah. They live in Chippewa. It's right down the street. Cool. So I mean, yeah, it's not too far. Very so, cool. Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, it's the relationship's got to be there. 
Yeah. Without it, nothing else really matters. I no. mean, relationships, that's one of the biggest things in my life. So, I mean, I've always wanted to get this tattoo that's American and then each word says something and the first few words are faith, family, friends. You know, you got to have faith that people are going to be good. Not even just religious faith, just, just faith in people. Yeah. And then family and friends, it's the next two things. It has to be those top three. That's just, yeah, that's you, just you need people in your life that you love. And if you don't have yeah. these people, like, like I said before, like what's what's the point of being here? Mm-hmm. You're just wasting your time. Yeah, it is. It's do you really want to stare at a TV screen or video game or your phone forever? Or do you would you like to talk to people? I mean, do you like the sit down stuff? Do you like to hang out with people, the laughter, the you know the reason I like socializing and even we don't have to have drinks, but going out and getting drinks with friends or whatnot, just like birthday party, you know, the other night. I love that stuff. Oh it's yeah. Interaction with people. And yeah. Alcohol does not have to be involved to have a good time no. with people. <laughs> no, but you can have a lot of fun without it, but the poking you can fun also laughing. have some, you can also yeah. have some fun with it. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And people, I don't think people get the, the joy or even if you get in the scientific part of it, the endorphins and things you get from laughter and stuff like that, that makes bonds even stronger or relationships because I don't think people understand that stuff. The hats too deep to think about, or you're being stupid or you're being gay or whatever they say, you know, it's like, well, most, it's real, though. Most people nowadays don't have an idea of really what they believe. Right. They've been told what to believe, so they just repeat it, and they yeah. think they sound intelligent. It's like, no, no, no. We need to have a conversation where you need to explain to me why you feel the way you feel, what you believe, why right. you believe right. it. I'm not trying to change your mind. You're not trying to change my mind. We're just going to have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But they can't do that. So initially, they're just like, oh, it's too deep. And they lash out at you, and they call you names. and right. That's all they can do because they can't articulate with words, how they feel. Right. And I, and I don't have a podcast myself, but I've been writing in the papers for letters to the editor for the last four or five years. I've been doing that. For, I mean, I don't know why I started. Something pissed me off and I jumped well, on it. There, there had to be something. Like, what what got you doing that? Because most people don't something, ever do that. Something probably when I was really hardcore into politics when I first got started. When I first got started into this stuff and talking with friends or talking to people at work, whatever, or paying attention to the news, maybe because I had cable and I watched too much damn news and it got me hooked, whatever. <laughs> or, no, I know. It was my boss, my last job. I forgot all about him. I, he is a uh, military brat, if you will. You know, his family's been, he, they lived over in Germany at one point and they were on the base over there growing up with him. And then he came back over here. You know, he's the, he's the hardcore, if you will, right wing gun nut guy that he just, he knows his shit. He's into politics and he just, he got me because I worked at the last job. We just talked every day. Did you see this? Did you see that? That's what started it. Okay. The more and more of that pushing me starting to pay attention to is when I started, okay, maybe I'm opinionated as all hell. I'm going to say something finally. So, so you wrote something into wrote the paper it, yeah. and they, they published it. Letter to the editor and I got responses back online and then somebody wrote into the paper, which I actually have the article saved somewhere, but. It was the following week, I think. He said, I want to thank Jacob Bible and two other people that wrote in also, like named us by name from our little editor paper pieces there. And he was all excited about what we wrote about. And it's like, shit, people like this. I went to the bank. The lady said, are you the Jacob Bible that writes in the paper? I'm like, yeah, that's me. She said, I thought I remembered your name. Like, I get that all the time. Just driving around somewhere in the county or Wayne County, wherever we're like, doesn't matter. That's awesome. I mean, Cleveland, something. The people actually reading what you wrote. Is, and it's not it's a amazing. big paper, but there's so many counties where this paper goes to. And it's just, you read that? I'm like, yeah, I get people that I don't even really know. Or my friend's parents growing up, the friend will tell me, yeah, like my mom and dad look for your article every time. Like they will look through the articles, the editor stuff, just to see if you wrote one. 
I'm only allowed to do one once a month now because I got yelled at. Somebody called in and complained that some people were writing too much, and they kept publishing it. So we just kept doing it every week. So there was so, two so or you, three you, of us. So you would send in stuff every week. Once we started getting into it, yeah, me and another person for sure. We just every week we're like, we'll see. We're and somebody keep publishing and it. Somebody complained that somebody's going to publish too much. Maybe some, and a guy wrote, somebody else's articles weren't getting in. He 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 or she whoever it was called in and complained that we had our stuff being published too much because it does say on their thing online that you know you're allowed to do it. I think they got it now, where it says you're only allowed to do it once a month. Not positive, but. That's what the article or the letter back to me said, that because people were complaining. Well, this guy writes back in to that person who called a week later and said, again, referencing my name and these other people, I'm glad that they write this stuff in the paper because I don't watch the news. And if I see these things, whatever they're talking about, I'll go, what is that about? And then I look online, I start doing my own research and I go, huh. So they're the ones that got me to pay attention to that because I'm reading their articles in the paper. And now I just... I write about everything, anything that happens in life, personal stuff, anything that I can tie into, I'll bring life together with politics or something that I've experienced. And you, you put and, that into the paper. Yeah. And what paper is that in? Uh, the Trading Post. Okay. So it goes all over. Can people yeah. get that online? It is online. So yep. people can check out your articles online. Yep. And now, do, you, do you keep a blog anywhere else where you rant or rave or anything? I, or? I save all my articles. I write papers like this i mean do you have these uh legal pads and i just scribble or i'm at work and i think about something and i go not write it down or now that i'm reading the comedy bible i've got a little notebook for things that i think are funny for jokes that okay once i get past that i might be 40 years old before i get to the point where i'm like yeah i can feel like i can stand up on stage and do some you know stand up for no, a no, bit I'll, of i'll tell you what mic, like but you, <laughs> i saw your post on facebook not too long ago you're talking about stand up like there's no there's no way you're gonna ever feel comfortable with it. I know. You're never I know. gonna be ready. Just go fucking do it. Right. Work work on a quick three to five minute thing. Right. Go up there and do it. And you're gonna eat dog shit. Right. I know. The first, you know, I don't know, gazillion times you go up there. But the more you do it, the better it'll come. It's you practice, realize what's like funny, everything. what's not funny, yeah. how to I mean just work on your five minutes. That's it. Just yeah. that. Yeah. And then that'll teach you how to write and move forward and all that stuff. Just just go do it. But that's how all this stuff got started though, and then my grammar and punctuation are horrible sometimes, or that's why it goes to the editor. The editor does fix certain things, or I try to get better at it. I'm reading up on it. Like, I don't remember all that stuff from English. I mean, I haven't written like this until I started doing it. But, yeah. You know, now my uncle does it also for the, the county that he lives in, but he doesn't do it as frequent. And he was one of the people also asking me, why do you do this stuff too? Like, well, I am really opinionated. And I really do. This is the Marine uncle I was talking about earlier, that he he is one of the biggest inspirations like, the guy's just a good guy. Everybody likes him. He's very, very, like, formidable. You know, he's good with his words. He he knows his shit. Like, we play these board games, the trivia stuff. He just kills everybody. He laughs at it. <laughs> and we're having Thanksgiving or something, and we're all, damn, why are you so smart? Like, he just, he knows stuff. He just, he, everything. And he remembers all this stuff from schooling, and, like, I don't, you know. Car accident might have helped with that, regardless, but. Yeah. Now, now mean, you stuff, were so. in a major car accident a handful of years ago, right? Yeah, 2007. Now, I don't know exactly what happened, so kind of walk me through like what happened there. I see February. I might or might not have done all the maintenance I should have on my car. You know, certain things weren't all the way up to par where they should have been, you know, checked completely and could have been a little better, but it was also icy. We had four people in the car. Um, we slid through a stop sign and got T-bone. Okay. So... It wasn't drinking, nothing. It was just got out of work, 
one morning, picked up my brother, picked up two friends, and we were just driving around. You know, it was a Friday. I was off work, got paid. We had somewhere and, any specific, or uh, we were we were around Worcester. I mean, not too far from where we lived. You know, we were just I don't know. We were I don't really remember that. Okay. I don't I don't remember the helicopter ride. I don't remember any of that. So I'm the one that got the brunt of it. Thank God. And I'm, okay. I'm kind of happy because I thought for a moment I killed my brother. So what kind of car were you driving? Uh. Chrysler or something. I don't know. I don't like four door sedan. Thing. Yeah, it was four door sedan. Like yeah, medium so. sized car, probably. Whatever car my mom had that I bought off of her after she got a new one because it was a you know clunker or whatever, and I just figured I didn't want to go buy a new car. Okay, what hit you? Two fifty. Oh, big F-250, truck. Two fifty. I think. Big truck. Yeah, F one fifty or two fifty. I don't remember. Okay. I mean, the, the whole year of two thousand seven. I guess I didn't really get better until. August or September. The accident was in February. I was in a coma for a while. I was in the hospital and rehab for shit. three months. I got all this metal on my left side of my body. And yeah, my hips are all screwed up. But it's finally starting to take its toll. I walk a little goofy now and I'm trying to work that out and do more rehab and stuff. But my brother got some stuff and got a tooth knocked out. And I think the two girls were fine. They got some bumps and bruises. But so I you, got were, you were the only one who was really hurt. Yeah. And you were probably, driving. Yeah, so. Luckily, you get to wear, you get to bear that. Yeah, I get to walk with that and instead live with of it. Yeah. instead of having it to be somebody else. And you were driving. But imagine laying on your back in a hospital bed for that long, that period of time, thinking, you know, even though I my mind wasn't working on because I did have a brain trauma as well, and my lung got punctured. It'd be hard not to if you got hit that hard. Yeah, ribs broken, lung lung punctured. My my bladder was, her spleen was ruptured. I had to do bladder surgery, all kinds of. Sh- I had a catheter for a long time, like. But I did think at one point that, you know, I I might have killed someone. And yeah. There was no alcohol involved, which even scared me even worse. You know, it wasn't like, I don't was I twenty or nineteen something like that. I think it was twenty. But, I mean, yeah. So it was pretty bad. Sounds like it was pretty bad. Yeah, and it's just funny the the girl. Not funny, I guess, but the girl that actually called it in and found us there was a girl we went to school with. She actually married one of our cousins. So, I mean, it's like she's in the family now and all that. We grew up near her from school. I graduated with her sister. She was okay. around us. Like, all that stuff. It was just, yeah, it was just crazy. But tied in a lot of stuff. But, I mean, it's a lesson. If you're living a certain way like I was, it'll help you wake up fast. And then. Now, what do you mean by that? What were you doing that you didn't I was like going that? out, not then, but I was just drinking and blowing all my money and stuff and spending it on hanging out with friends which i like to do that's what kids do i mean but i just i wasn't caring about anything and it was kind of like a i needed to step back and look at myself after that well it's it's kind of hard not to because you realize after a big accident like that where you i mean most people have never experienced anything like that where they've been in a coma yeah punctured lung hip problems like you've got issues now where you've got metal in your body and it's, it's not like oh yeah well i'm fine now and it's no problem like You'll deal with this the rest of your life. Right. It'll become a major issue probably, unfortunately, later in life. But that all ties into, sorry, that all ties into this with the stuff that I write also or my opinion or my views on things that helps skew it because I've been through all that, you know, so I think by 30, divorced parents, all this stuff we've been through, all the jobs, you know, car accident like that is pretty major before you're, you know, 25 or 21, whatever, like all this stuff has happened in my mind for a reason that. It's helped teach me things. Well, of course. I mean, it's it's made you who you are, but it also gives you that perspective of, hey, life is fucking fragile. Yeah. Let's make the best out of it. Yeah. You know, as as they say in in the movie uh, with uh, Robin Williams, um, you know, seize the day. 
season. Oh, yeah. Was the Dead Poet Society, right? Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it's like, like live, live life to your fullest. Yeah. You know, I mean, live, love, laugh, be be there. Don't just. And I write that stuff. Work, I write that stuff in the paper too, and I, I try to put little things like that, or it's got to be good, or be nice to each other. The last one that I wrote that was, uh, be happy, smile, don't be offended, laugh, you know, have a good day, or yeah. whatever. Enjoy the draft yeah. coming up, you know, stuff. I try to do that, and what I do now when I write is I know what holiday's coming up or what month it is or what's going on that month or, you know, some, I know the draft's coming up at the end of the month. I know. So I've, I had something what, what like draft that. What draft are you talking about? Like football. I was going to say, like, are we yeah, talking like so Army draft? Like, because we're going Cleveland, to war again? Cleveland like, Browns <laughs> Super Bowl, that draft. So, I mean, I try to add stuff like that in there because it, it relates to people. It, it Again, we're all human, and it, it's something that someone who might focus on sports, even though I do tie a little bit of politics into that thing also or something about my personal life, I will add that little sports thing or something where, like, they relate to it. And like, he's got a good point. Like, you know, I like my Cleveland Cavs or sports or or Indians, I mean, or Browns. Or They won't read the whole thing for the politics. They'll pass by all that and they'll go, oh, he's got a point at the end there with the sports thing or something. <laughs> and, you know, like, I, I just know – I know people, I guess, if that makes any sense. No, it, it does make sense. And the more I talk to random people out and about that say stuff like this, that's why I just keep doing it. I mean, they love it. I've never heard anything bad. Maybe one or two people that have actually told me in person. You're always going to have haters. But that's, and yeah, that is what it is. It's and, life. And if you don't have haters, that means you're not working hard enough and doing something that means anything. Right. So don't worry about them. You're always going to have them. And I, I, jo- I joined uh, Medina County Leadership Emerging Leaders last year. I did that and went through the courses and all that's basically just leadership training and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And a lot of people going into politics do stuff like that. Well, I, I was at a it was a benefit dinner and this lady sees my name tag and Angela, my fiance, came and we're all sitting at this table, just a big group of people. We only need a couple that were in my class and this lady was a graduating class from previous and she said jacob bible why do i know that name because i'm in the leadership class she said no no i work at sfs in medina she said no no i said do you write in the paper i don't know who this lady is <laughs> yes i do she said i knew you did like, i read your articles you're a very opinionated man my husband loves your stuff i don't always agree with it but we do like your stuff and i'm who are you? There's nothing wrong with not agreeing because yeah. that just opens up the point for conversation. And I said, do you want to talk about it and have a conversation ever? And she said, this isn't the time for that. But she said, you and my husband love to sit down with each other. You know? like, <laughs> like, I don't even know who this lady, I don't remember her name. I, the lady at the bank's the same way. Like I meet, I mean, we were at the, the local watering hole and we were sitting there talking and my uncle's last name is Bible as well. And he's the one that writes in the paper and all that. And we were talking about this stuff and, Somebody heard the name Bible thrown out there, and I went to school with this guy's kid, I guess. And he looks over and he says, "You're the one that writes. You're the one that writes in the paper, aren't you? I knew you from school, but I remember football or whatever, all that. But you're, I read everything you write in the paper. I'm like, who are you? And I forgot that that's this guy's dad. I'm like, damn. Everybody keeps telling me it's just random people all over. So I feel like you know I got to keep doing it. It's something that helps me connect with people. You don't and, have to do anything." Right. You need to do what you want to do. And if you're loving it and you're having fun, it's a release. Light yeah. it up. Man. Yeah. Right. Because people want to hear it. And obviously, the people are liking it. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, it's one thing when your family reads it or, like you said, your mom might listen to the podcast or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was joking before right. we started the podcast right. that when yeah. I was making the podcast, the only listener I'm going to have is my mother. Yeah. Except for she's going to get mad every time I say fuck and then she'll stop listening <laughs> eventually. And I'm like, there goes my listener base done and we're, we're good. But, right. it's, but it's, it's like I, I kept telling people, I'm not making this 
to get famous. I'm not making no. this to get rich. I'm not making nope. this to do anything. I'm making this because I want to do it. Yeah. I love sitting down and having conversations like this. It, it just it fills my tank. I, yeah. I enjoy the hell out of it. Usually my face hurts when I'm done with this because I'm smiling so much. Yeah, you get the smiling and the laughter, all that stuff. And like You don't know what's going to be said. Again, it's yeah. uncensored. It's, it's, it's exactly great. the perfect name of this thing. It's, it's great it's, that it's, you have it's, that. It's and, been fun. I'm enjoying yeah. myself. So, I mean, it's... Yeah, it's people, and that's the thing. That's why I said earlier. I just I love people, and conversation is the best thing ever. Well, that, that's the, one of the reasons why you created a group called Citizens Together. Yeah, and we used to sit down. Not and, going anywhere now. Well, but, no, yeah. but I mean, the idea yeah. of it is, was still there. We used to sit down and we would have discussions about politics and what's going on, and just yep. bullshit about life, and just have some fun talks. Mm-hmm. And, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that. I think more and more people need to do those kind of things right. where they sit down and actually discuss tough things, which are the things that you wanted to do. And I, I appreciate the hell out of that, which is why I would try to make it to every time we had stuff. It's just everybody's so busy. It's it's, it's hard to make it work. Well, with, but, with the page on Facebook, too, which, again, Facebook can be good for things. It's, again, stuff in moderation. It's not going to be, you know stay on facebook your entire life but well you can't because unfortunately if, if you stand for something that they don't believe in then they'll, right. sh- they'll shut you down they'll censor well, same ass, as like right. youtube people have asked me like are you gonna get your podcast on youtube like right. no i don't want to do that because right. i've heard of them demonetizing people's videos it's all over because the place, they don't you know? agree with what they're saying and like, hold on this is supposed to be an open format for people to discuss things yep. and have their own videos now you're gonna why are you sh- censoring now me? you're gonna censor yeah. them shut them down take away their videos and make it so they don't make any money like this is why they're doing things. Like, yeah. Come on, people. This is how they make a living. That's why I love podcasts so much. Yeah. I, 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 where I, you've I, been – I found yours on Podbean. Yeah. I think I got all the other ones, Joe Rogan's, all the other things. They do a Bill Burr. There's a guy named Dan Cummins who's a comedian that he actually does a thing all the time, suck podcast or something like that. But he goes into politics and religion and all this stuff. He'll actually review things and sit down and just, just go to town on it. But the the people person you know the one on one or the group talk I love that the best yeah it's it's so much fun because like what I, what I keep telling people is like this is like sitting down and being unedited I actually get to be myself for yeah. like the first time ever because like at work I can't be myself because if I am I'll get fucking fired right you know and you you can't be yourself out in public. Because right. people don't want to hear the truth, they, they don't like it. It, right. it. it upsets their sensible little like you know sensibilities. Okay, I, I try not to be a total asshole everywhere, but right. it, but it's, there's nothing wrong with having my own opinions and other people having theirs. There's nothing wrong with that at all. But but here, I actually get to be myself. Right. You know, it's like have you ever heard that Rage Against Machine song, uh, uh, Gorilla Radio? Yes. And that's, yeah. that's, it's like what I think of, like when I'm doing the podcast. Like I just I'm putting my own little spin on things and putting it out there against all this politically correct bullshit that's out there, and everyone's got to get along and love everyone. We need and, the uncensored stuff. Though. Yeah, it's you, real life. You need that's people to why. talk about real topics, and, yeah, and not just what. You know the the I hate to say it, but a lot of the the leaning left liberals say yep. is is okay to talk about. Yeah, and they call everything else hate speech. It's like no, it's just someone else's opinion. Right, and, and guess what? It's different than yours. I've 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 put this in the the editor papers and stuff, and I write them in there too. Like you need to just turn off the TVs and stop watching your Fox, your CNN, and your MSNBC, and sit down and talk with somebody. Like they need to get all those old guys. That are at American Heritage, the restaurants down here, or whatever, some Bueller's, wherever they're at, where they all sit every Sunday or every Saturday or whatever it is. And like I said, solving the world's problems, where they will sit there and just bullshit for two hours. Some of them got their Bibles, some of them don't. They need to bring them all together, see who's a conservative, who's a liberal, who's a Republican, who's a Democrat, and just need to sit and talk. Yeah. All of them, not just 
the seven Republicans or seven you know Democrats, whatever. Yeah, like, because they need to people, sit together. It's good to have conversations with people that believe yeah. different shit than you do. And it's funny because you can you can find them. You're like, that's the conservative group. That McDonald's group is the the liberal one. Like you can pop into these restaurants and know these guys are like clockwork. You know, and like bring them together somehow. Can we do that with this? Or can we get a group going? Or we, that's what I tried to do with the Facebook stuff. I mean, yeah. It's like, we need people to talk more. I agree. We do not, we do not need all this. Just stay on your side. Cause then everybody just hates each other. It's so stupid. Yeah. I agree. I'm a, the leadership thing I went through, did a personality test and I found out I'm a woo. A woo. W O O winning others over. So they called me Mr. Wu because I was always the energetic. Mr. You know, Ric Flair. Woo. Like, that, like, yeah. I, mean, like, I don't know how many of them knew the wrestling thing, so I didn't want to do that. <laughs> and the leadership thing's kind of more professional, you know, people throughout their careers. Ric Flair's professional, damn it. Right. No, I, I believe that, but I don't know how Come many on. of them would have known he's, that. He's, so he's a gator wearing if I don't, Cadillac <laughs> driving. If I don't, Jet if, plane flying. <laughs> son of a gun. If I would have wooed with all that stuff, like they, they would have. Uh, what are you doing? You're just taking this too far, you know. Like, but we had a uh, they have they have meetings and stuff all the time, and there's people in the committee and all that that are activities committee. That we're trying to push this forward and get younger groups into it, and you know, all all the people are doing the leadership classes now, so that we can keep everybody connected. And I love that because that's what they want now is to keep everybody huddled together, so that we can all meet up every once a month or you know, whatever it is, every couple weeks and. It, it sucks right now not having a second vehicle and all that to go drive to these meetings. So it's just like, can someone give me a ride? I'm dying. I'm going to walk my butt the rest of the way there. You know, like, I, I, like these are fun things because these people are just great. They're from companies all over the county and some are office people, some are manufacturing. You know, it's just, it's that people relationship thing. It's, we need that more. And some people just don't want that. And then you see all these school shootings and stuff like that. It's just, they need the relationship. It yeah. might fix that. You know, yeah. it's, relationship needs to be there so it's this the for it should be the forefront of people's priorities yeah but unfortunately it, it is not like i said that that tattoo is what i always think about because i'm gonna eventually get it one day i just don't know why we haven't it, it, it says american i think that's one thing that hits home to me too is american i love being american this country's great but each word that can represent something different faith family and friends is the first three that just i want that it's just set in stone in my life so I think everybody needs to look at things kind of in that way. Family and friends for sure. Cause, but the faith in people is the first one. Like I don't even go with, like I said, the religious side of it. I don't. You can, Gen generally, people are good. Right. Yeah. And I want that yeah. faith there always. I've always got that faith that I don't look at people. Like, I think I heard Shapiro say once where he's from Los Angeles and the people there, you don't say hi to. You walk by them with your head down because they might shoot you or slap you or react differently. We're like, you're in Oklahoma or Ohio or something. You you look at someone, hey, how you doing? Good morning. You know, it's that completely different setting of I have faith that those people are always going to be good. And it might just be my little where I've lived in the areas I've been in because hey, I haven't met shitty a, people. That's but, a great outlook on life because we need more people. Like I'm an optimistic guy. Good. So, yeah. I'll tell you what, this is a, probably a great place to wrap up. Sounds uh, good. First, uh, is there somewhere people can go to find out about more about your writing or social media or anything like that? or Anything on my Facebook, if it's up there, it's just Jake Sheb Bible. That's Sheb's my nickname, so middle name. But uh, it, it's a read the trading post. They can find that stuff. I mean, it's only in there. Is it like the Wayne County trading post? Or? It's in the it's, – it's Medina County. Yeah. There's northern, southern, southeast. Like, there's all different branches, and I don't know where it's going to pop up because 
it's everywhere. Okay. So, I mean, if it's in there, it's in there, but it's in there every month. So, is it just the tradingpost.com? You can go tradingpost.com. There's so many different branches of the counties. Okay, but. people. We'll go there and read his stuff. It's a lot of good stuff. He is very opinionated, yep. but that's kind of why we're talking to him. And you I can think leave a comment if it's bad. So. <laughs> I think we're going to get more into some of his opinions on a future episode. So, Well, Jake, I greatly appreciate your time. Thank you, sir. And I will see you guys next time. Awesome. All right. Well, that wraps up another episode. I had a great time talking to Jake. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation too. I know that we'll have him back on soon. We have some more things to talk about and we're going to have a good time. It's going to be a lot of fun. So I've got some other podcasts uh, trying to get scheduled right now. I'm having a hard time kind of figuring out my schedule with their schedule and getting things all wrapped up. But don't worry, we're going to get some new podcasts out and about. And I just, I just appreciate you all listening so much. It's, it means the world to see the downloads happening and the views happening. And I just, I, I can't express to you how much I greatly appreciate it. But if you guys could do me a huge favor and please go to iTunes and Stitcher and Podbean. Give me some five-star reviews for the show. Let's really get this out there for new people because that's how they're going to find the show on reviews. Because right now it's a little hard to search because there's not tons of reviews. So let's get some reviews out there. Let's have some fun. Tell them how much you love the show and how amazing the guest hosts are. And just let other people know how much you guys are enjoying the show and how much they would have fun listening to it. And I would greatly appreciate it. So we will catch you all next time on the next episode of Uncensored Humanity.